Welcome to the Survive to Thrive Radio Network at www.survive, the number two, thrive.net. Times are getting tough for most of us, and being prepared has never been more important. All of our hosts strive to keep you well informed so that you can achieve optimum health in all areas of your life. If you feel that the shows and website are informative, please share this information with your friends and family. If you would like to see certain topics covered, please let us know. Join us on Facebook to help spread the word. You can find the link at the bottom right of the Survive to Thrive homepage. Enter Health Botanicals is the sole sponsor for this network, providing you not only with important information, but also with highly effective products that produce real results, such as Enter Food, Coconut Milk Powder, Liver Cleanse, Coco Mojo, Silamarin, NutriCafe, and introducing the new 40-Day, 40-Night Organic Preparedness Pail, a preparedness supply unlike any other on the market today. Supporting Enter Health supports both this network and your own health. Without good health, we go nowhere. Go to survivetothrive.net and click on the Enter Health banner on the top right for automatic discounts or call them at 866-762-9238. That's 866-762-9238. You can also go to their website at www.enerfood.com. That's E-N-E-R-F like Frank, O-O-D like dog, dot com. Enerfood.com. A big thank you to all of our listeners already taking the products that Enter Health offers. We truly appreciate it. We thank you for your support and encourage you to listen often to stay informed during these crucial times. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. It's Hawk coming to you live. It's Friday night, 5-3-2019. Oh, well, what, a, what an interesting day. You know, economic-wise, although there is uh, some things that you can talk about, we have low unemployment rates. We have a lot of people working, and we have some increase in wages. Now, we all know that the price of certain things is going up way far, but this is much better than it was, and there's a whole lot of people that are off of the food stamps, except they're giving food stamps and work permits to all of the illegal aliens that are being released. Did you hear me? They're giving work permits and food stamps to all the illegal aliens. So you're now putting all the illegal aliens onto the food stamp rolls, okay? And then in California and several other states, they can just go in and uh, get them a driver's license and they're set to vote. They've become a U.S. citizen. Their thing isn't for five years, six years to go back to the uh, court. So consequently, you have a thing that is still a drain. If you would allow this growth, however, which should have been closer to 5%, but the Federal Reserve stepped on the brakes on purpose to try to destroy the economy, Till Trump called him out, now they won't let him appoint anybody he wants to be on their board. As yet. But we've got a lot of good things going on, although you see, they've already with the different court cases against 
offshore oil drilling and that and bringing on the Anwar oil supplies and the offshore oil, which would then create jobs up in those areas as well, and then also create a lower price on oil, gasoline, natural gas, than what we've got now. Because, you see, you've interdicted Venezuela. And a large amount of gasoline has come from Venezuela over the years, the last, oh, 20 years. Because they built their own refineries to refine the heavy tar oil out of the Maracaibo. Oh, ladies and gentlemen. So it's, like I said last night, it's sort of the best of times and the worst of times. And at the same time, you know that because of the hollowing out, we need three, four, five, six years of growth like we've got now. Plus adding on the infrastructure development to make this country back into a first world, top-of-the-line nation. And Trump has gone about it the correct way. Everything he basically said he's going to do, he would do, except the Republicans did not do, and they fought him all the way, and Mitch McConnell and Lighting the Lopers, Paul Ryan, all the different people fighting him, the deep state, all of the intelligence agencies, the FBI, the foggy bottom imbeciles or the fiddle with boys internally. And, I, you know, I don't care. Everybody says, well, the good FBI. It doesn't make any difference to me. Never, ever cooperate with anybody in the FBI ever again. Do not cooperate. Don't call them. Don't talk to them without an attorney present. Don't let them in your house. Get them off your property unless they got a search warrant. Because what they have done was to try to destroy your vote and to do a coup d'etat against Donald Trump, who was duly elected president of the United States. And they still have not given up, and it's not just the Democrats or anybody. Because the Illuminati, the Luciferians behind the scenes, those who want the new world order, you see, those people cannot stand Trump and the populism that elected him. Because you elected him out there. And now he has done, even in spite of all of the harassment and pain and punishment and, and pressure. Can you imagine the pressure? That he has done all of that. At the same time, he's had to make a few deals. And at the same time, on certain things, he's still naive. He's starting to get there. And if he doesn't declassify pretty quick, he's going to lose that aspect of it. Because what he's going to do, he's going to wait for to see what the, you know, he's being told. Well, let's wait for the Inspector General's report. The Inspector General is only focusing on FISA. He's not focused on anything. Huber. The weird guy uh, that you've never seen him or heard from him except when Jeff Session appointed him, the guy out of Salt Lake, he's just focusing on a little small aspect of leaks. 
He's not focusing on the orders, allegedly the orders of Barack Hussein Obama, the Joker type, to activate a CIA, FBI, DIA, DNI, to activate the entire deep state and even the political uh, 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 non—you know NGOs funded with Soros, i.e. allegedly Rothschild, Luciferian money, to attack everything you do. You don't think that they're going to come back as the summer starts to get going? Because, see, it's still cold and rainy a lot of places, and, you know, they, they don't care for that, so they got to have things. But they had a little fight the other day up in Portland again, didn't they? But you see, some of these deals, Soros will back both horses. It goes back to Pro, the FBI program, when they infiltrated every group. Heck, man, you talk about the Klan, and I've, Heard guys talk, well, the Klan, you know, I said, you know what? One out of three of your guys are FBI agents or ATF agents. So, what good is that, you know? And it's the wrong target. It's the wrong target. The target should be Luciferians and to go after the Luciferians, Okay. And then anybody who messes with the Bill of Rights, the Constitution, the Declaration of Independence. And believe me, there's plenty of them because they've still continued on. They're using the red Chinese model. They're helping the red Chinese with their model of mass surveillance. I'm sure you saw the... Uh, the... Uh, Tyler Durden article, uh, Zero Hedge. China's mass surveillance app hacked. The code reveals specific criteria for illegal oppression. Human rights uh, got their hands on an app used by Chinese authorities in the western Xinjiang region to surveil, track, and categorize the entire local populations particularly 13 or so million Turkic Muslims subject to heightened scrutiny of which one million are thought to be living in cultural re-education camps, concentration camps. But you see, you say, well, that's all right. I don't like them uh, Muslims anyway. Well, you need to look at this article and see all the items that they've got going and all of the facial recognition and the and uh, they're down there. They know what color... Uh, Collecting massive amounts of data from the color of a person's car to their height down to the precise centimeter, feeding it into a um, IJLP central system, linking the data to the person's national identification card number. Oh, you know, I still have a Social Security card that says on it, <laughs> not for identification purposes. <laughs> And all you young people with your new Social Security card, you've never seen that, but the original Social Security card, who people back then knew that it was going to be used as a beast number or whatever, or 
basically, by the time it got to World War II, you knew it was the the concentration camp number that uh, when I used to live in New York City, I remember uh, seeing a lot of uh, older Jewish men that had that number tattooed on their arm. And you know what number that was, quote-unquote? That was the IBM control number. And they were using IBM unit record equipment at that time, and they were doing all kind of stuff that they could do with that. They could sort, they could encode the cards, sort the cards, and uh, uh, do 8080 listings and look at data and all kind of stuff. But they also had, the beginning, computers and different things. And they also, in those days, they had a sophisticated comptometers, and they had computers who were humans, okay? But what they were famous for was the taking the Minimax calculus problems, minimizing the amount of food, and water to be used in, as inputs in the concentration camps, maximizing the amount of work at the same time, creating that s spot that the Nazis wanted that would then allow them to get the max amount of work for the minimum amount of input and still result in the death. whether they be Jewish, whether they be Gypsies, Slavs, Polish, whoever they were. So consequently, they're now all using the Googles and the all of the big, big dukes in Silicon Valley are now going along with the Red Chinese because they... according to David Rockefeller, if you remember what he said, that they had the most admirable system, you see. Big business profits and all that stuff, minimal pay to workers and managers, just enough to keep them on the line, and now to give them a little car or something here and there, and to make a few millionaires... At the same time, to totally suppress Christianity and Christians, the most suppressed, persecuted religion on the planet now is Christianity. And what did Lord Jesus tell us? You shall be hated of all mankind for my namesake, you see. But here we go. We got all these people in the big stuff, including the NSA. Remember all the big servers they built out in Utah or wherever it was? And they, they take about half of the water that's available from the Colorado River, I think, and divert it up there just to cool down the servers. And then they say, oh, well, we don't collect the metadata anymore because, you know, they got rid of us. And now the White House is getting ready to reauthorize it, but they're not sure and all that kind of crap. Well, Mr. Trump, if you reauthorize that stuff, then you need to read the thing that I read on air 
about how they do the surveillance and how they do it. But it won't make a difference. Because they've been doing it for so long and they've got everything locked in. And it's just sort of like the Bourne movies. You know, it started out as Treadstone. And then it went to Blackbriar. And oh, then, you know, it went to the next one, you know, and the next one. And then it's Emerald Lake. And then while the uh, Bourne Legacy guy is on the run with the doctor, the Ph.D. research doctor from the pharmaceutical company that's allowing them to do and to use genetic means and then using viruses to upload changes into the genetics. That's interesting in and of itself, isn't it? But then they use that. Then the next program was LARCs. Like a larva from a cocoon or something. The LARCs. And he was like uh, the best uh, guy that there was, but without any of the feeling or any of the judgment about morality. Just an automaton, cyborg, terminator type guy. But still, old uh, Born Legacy took him out too. So I'm going to tell you what. There's a lesson in that, and I'm just going to tell you. There is power in the blood of Jesus. And I do not care if you have Lord Jesus on your side, if you have repented of your sins and asked Lord Jesus to come into your heart to be your Savior, then you're going to have everlasting life with him in heaven. It's the best deal in town, let me tell you. But if you don't want to do that, you're not quite sure, and maybe you can't be rich, and you're beyond the salvation and all that, well then, what do you got to lose, you see? But I'm going to tell you what, when you have the backing of the true commander-in-chief, the true CIC, is Lord Jesus, okay? And he's got his archangels like Michael, all right? and others, and Gabriel. And he's got them at the ready at some point after they've given the devil the best shot he's going to have. Old Lucy has the last chance to line up all the souls on his deal so he can pretend to do a counterfeit of the Lord Jesus on this planet. And if you don't understand that at the top levels of government the military, the intelligence world, banking, and religions. If you don't understand that the God they're worshiping is not Adonai, but Lucifer the Lightbringer, in many cases, then you won't understand down the line on the old Lucy chessboard what's going on. Because you cannot conceive of evil don't mean it doesn't exist, you see. You think evil and maybe you're in, I don't know, I like Dunlap, Iowa. That's a good town. But uh, let's say that there's somebody in what cheer, okay? A little smaller. And in what cheer, and they're there, and that they think that the evil people are the ones that cut them off on the four-lane street when they got in front of them and then the red light happened and they almost ran into the backup. That's the evil person. 
Well, that ain't the evil person. That's just a, a, a cutting off dummy driver. Now, it doesn't have to be Iowa because people in Iowa are pretty doggone smart and aren't working. All right? It could be somebody in Manhattan or in uh, the Bronx. Uh, I once asked a guy in, uh, let's see, where was that at? West 72nd Street. I asked this kid one time uh, in a delicatessen where he thought that food came from. And his answer was Jersey. Okay. And then I, I said, but, but where did where did the store go? Oh, they got it at Hunts Point in the Bronx. But where did that food Well, that came from Jersey. I said, well, do you ever hear of anything like Illinois or Iowa or Ohio or Kansas uh, or, you know, Missouri or something like that for wheat or corn? Well, yeah, but those are way out like where the Indians are at. <laughs> so it doesn't have to be one way or the other. Ladies and gentlemen, I'm going to tell you that one of the problems we have is that approximately the average IQ in this United States now is about 87. Now, if you go back to the old books from back in the 50s, late 40s, early 50s, mid 50s, and up until about 60, 61, and you look at that IQ level and see what that was classified at, and you'd be quite amazed. I'm not going to tell you what it is. That's the secret word will get the bird, you know? If you find out what that 87 would have been classified as, a word classification of that IQ back about 1952, send me an email, radiohawk777 at hotmail.com. Because I'm going to tell you, the 87 is means that you got some problems with people understanding things. Probably the average IQ in the old days was about 102 to 110. You know, 105, somewhere in there. And that was the average person. But there were people who were had real high IQs, like my grandfather. And he went through probably uh, high school. And he was fortunate to go through there. But there were others that he knew that were genius guys and stuff that never made it past the uh, fifth grade or sixth grade because they went in to do whatever they were going to do. Yet, my grandfather and those guys could do mathematics and arithmetic and multiplication and long division, everything in their head and come up with an answer real quick. They also could read and did read, Okay. And read a lot more, basically, than a lot of people do today. Because everybody clicks on the little device, on your device, and figures it out. So you say, well, Hawk, what's the point? Well, the point is, is that this is still a war, and we can lose this thing on this planet. Until Lord Jesus comes back. And what is it that Jesus has told us? How do I know it's how it's going to go? And I'll tell you this. Let's back it down to this level of the chest. Pennsylvania and Ohio, what has just happened? Those were two states that President Trump won, did he not? And then Wisconsin, Michigan, you know, all that stuff, right? Well, what are they doing in those states? 
Pennsylvania and Ohio just had courts pass a thing and say that the congressional district maps, state district maps in those states were illegal and that Ohio and Pennsylvania could no longer hold an election with those maps until they'd been redrawn. Well, what does redrawn mean? It means redrawn until that they would make sure that the Democrats would win. Yeah. Well, that's going on in other states, too. And that's being paid for by the Illuminati, the Soroses, the Rothschilds, the Rockefellers, and those people is who's paying for it. Then they get people on these groups that Soros finances and all that, and that Obama runs and uh, Obama's involved with, and they start to work on it. And meanwhile, the Republicans just think they got it made, but they hate Trump. And then Mitch McConnell just told them, don't run on Trump's record. You just run your own district on the way you want to. Well, I live in a district which was Republican. It's always been rhino, okay? But now this district is represented instead of a nice rhino, Yoder, Republican, uh, you know, who wrote you a letter once or twice a year and you never ever saw him. And every time he wrote you, he was talking about how he was cutting the budget. He never once said that he was for Trump or that he liked uh, the tax cuts or any of it because he was beholden to the Koch brothers, whose money going to him, you see, was dependent upon him not liking Trump or not promoting Trump. So you know what happened to Yoder in this district here? Was he lost out to a lesbian Harvard-educated lawyer, lesbian, American Indian, MMA fighter. <laughs> and how that represented what at one time, when I first moved out here years ago, and to like the late 80s, was like the about the 25th or 27th most prosperous county in the country at that time. That's until the Sprint divested itself of about 30 or 40,000 jobs. And that's a whole other story. I remember the day when a guy making 750,000 who had been with the NSA and had been Signal Intelligence Army and all this stuff for all these years was top of the line food chart on, on uh, a big vice president Sprint and he was he was just beyond reproach, and I remember seeing him in a restaurant bar crying in the afternoon. And he said, I, I said, man, what's wrong? I, I said, I can't believe that. He said, I was just escorted out by an armed guard out of my own office at the Sprint headquarters. I'll just say allegedly, because you see, but that did happen. So all of that went bye-bye, but I just couldn't figure out how you could go that route and flip totally. And Native Americans, nothing wrong with Native Americans, but if they like to work and they like to have their own businesses and all that too and have a farm or have a ranch or what have you, 
Most of them I don't think are uh, LGBTQ53789, you know? And people say, well, what is that? What's that 35? It's just something I make up. Some guy asked me that. What's that code for? Are you doing a dog whistle? No, I said, no, it's, it's just the code I make up because it's ridiculous. The 4750 different generic, genetic uh, or genders or whatever you want to call this crap. So, but what I'm trying to say is that Trump could still lose even in spite of the fact that the economy could be booming. And one of the reasons is that the secret, the underlying inflation is much higher than what we talk about because health care is much more expensive. And insurance and different items like that. And then also is that a large number of the people who are now at retirement age, we've gone through a whole destruction of wealth. From 9-11 on, you see. Actually, it goes farther back. You go back into the 80s and the 90s when they were started sending factory job after factory job after factory job to Red China, to Mexico, to Sri Lanka, to uh, uh, call centers to India, okay? The guy calling you to collect your bill that you can't pay because you back then lost your job at the, uh, at the manufacturing plant or the corporation where you got downsized. The guy telling you were deadbeat was calling you from India. So we might not win this thing, and then if we go back to what Lord Jesus had to say, which I'm going to return to, you know that this thing still goes south, and you need to prepare for it. We'll be back in a moment. Hello there, and welcome to the bottom of the hour. This is Darren Craddock for Inner Health Botanicals, sole sponsor of the Survive to Thrive radio network, bringing you the Hawk on Thursdays and Fridays, Nurse Amy and Dr. Bones on Tuesdays, and myself with Total Health Freedom on Mondays and Wednesdays. We are all here to keep you informed and tell you more about how to stay healthy and aware. We talk on staying well naturally, being prepared, growing your own, and more. With the right tools, foods, and information, we give you the kind of truth that will set you free. Please support our network. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. This is the Hawk on Survive to Thrive. It's a live Friday night show. And I'll tell you what, last night I said that you better be doing food. And I talked about, you know, greater tribulation of the seven years and the very, very specific, you know, great tribulation of the three and a half years. And that the closer you could get to that, you'd be better off. But the way to look at it is whatever you got now, then add yourself another day or two for you and your family. 
and whatever neighbor or friend that you include in your group. And if that be a family of four, let's say, and let's add the dog, okay, so that's five, and let's add the neighbor, that's six, okay? And let's add the neighbor's uh, spouse, let's add seven, all right? Well, the neighbor's got a dog, that's eight. So if we did that, and you had chunky soup, beef stew, sirloin burger, split pea with ham, whatever it might be, whatever your flavor of the of the day is, or progresso beef barley, or progresso lentil soup, or progresso black bean soup, or whatever the thing is, okay, that you'd like, um, minestrone, whatever it might be. You got the big can of soup, and the one to get is the one that's already got the water in it, you see. That's why I was talking about chunky soups. Because the others, you have to add water to the concentrate, and that means you've had to have cleaned the water up from potentially a really dirty source and possibly even with some radioactivity in it. If what's going to go down is going to go down. So I'm going to tell you. Long-term storage food. Plus, if you're already doing that or have done all of that, then add some inner health, inner food, or the other meal replacement protein powders and things that Inner Health Botanicals has. Okay? Go to E-N-E-R-F-O-O-D.com, innerfood.com. There's a blank there even when you order online that says... Uh, comments or something you say hawk sent me okay or call them up all right call them on the line and uh, get with them here tonight you know what i'm saying or tomorrow or whenever you can and basically the number is 866-762-9238 866-762-9238 enterfood.com from enter health botanicals and while you're at it Avail yourself of the herbal tinctures and all the other deals, all the other medicines. The CBD medicines are very big right now. I understand all of that. I don't necessarily have anything that would be, I think, improved by that. But those with constant pain and stuff, maybe that's the key. So the deal is that you'd better get anything that can help you stretch that long-term storage food out. And the inner health botanicals, inner food can do it. The meal replacements can do it because you can drink a shake or two a day. And then you can get the basic nutrients you're going to need. The herbal tinctures will augment all of that. The bladder rack seaweed and, and the cocoa mojo and different items in the inner food itself will assist you in mitigating some of the effects of radiation if there is radiation in the air. If they go lights out and knock out the power grid, ladies and gentlemen, you're going to have a lot of nuclear reactors that have so much diesel in the generators to run for a certain period of time and that at a certain point they're going to be in trouble, okay? And if the power grid goes down completely like with an EMP or a solar strike, 
you're going to find a situation where the minimum time back in the 90s that it would go up or in the early 2000s that the thing would come back on would probably be around 18 months. Yet we know from the studies done that were given in congressional testimonies that within the first year, you would lose 90% of the population of the United States would die when one, the first year of the power grid being off. So you'd be down two. Well, I don't know, roughly uh, how many we got in here now. Who knows? But at least uh, 350 million. If you got 10%, you got 35 million, which was about where that one study that was done for the CIA, those guys the that uh, do the studies, and I'm trying to think of the name of it right now, but anyway, the fact is they said that by about the year 2020 or whatever it was going to be, or 2025, population of the United States would only be about 36 million or something. And then they revised that back up, you see, to about 55 million or 60, whatever it was. But that's real stuff. Those were real predictions. Why? Because they know something. They've seen the Illuminati playbook. They've seen the devil's playbook, you see. And just like when the Fort Meade, quote-unquote, NSA high school team in football played a parochial school, a nice Catholic high school in Ohio, up in the north suburbs of Cincinnati, and that the guys and the size of the players from the quote-unquote Fort Meade High School or whatever, the special NSA boys who flew in on a government jet to come play this top high school football team in Ohio. Real nice, good Christian lads, you know, strong and tough and very, very good football players and a true team. Well, these guys were being watched, and there was one of the Cincinnati Bengals happened to be watching, and he says, these guys in this high school team are bigger than the pros we've got. Oh, I wonder why. Did they juice them up with some kind of uh, top-secret DARPA juice, you know? And then it turns out that this team from the NSA group allegedly bugged the locker room and also used bugging of the plays to overhear what the coach was saying on the sideline and also to being what's heard in the huddle and was feeding that to their players, and they already knew the play before it was run. And still, those good, young, tough Christian lads from Ohio, they still made a heck of a game out of it against those people. Why? Because there's power in the blood of Jesus. You want to keep Old Hawk on the air, and I hope you do. I can use any assistance because this is what I do. And for those of you who are new to the game, you know that back a few years ago, I got nailed by electromagnetic weapon. From about 50 yards up the street, 
in a helicopter, not black helicopter, but a helicopter that would be known to be used by no such and those types. Sometimes they're green, sometimes they're a blue-green, sometimes they're red-striped. But that particular one was at treetop level at the end of my street, and in my mind, the Lord told me, run for the garage. And I took up running for the garage, and I was turning left, and I got zapped because I heard the motor over-rev on that helicopter, which was hovering at treetop level 50 yards up the street, had no business being there. And it went and over-revved, over-revved, over-revved. And then all of a sudden, I got hit with something. I started feeling bad. And just as I was running in the garage, and my right side was numb for six months, almost to nine months out of the next year. The next day, I just went in and laid on the floor Then my... Boss got me up, wife got me up into the bed and laid in there. I didn't eat supper, nothing. And even the next day, I had her take me to the emergency room on that. And the next day, my blood pressure was 256 or 7, over like 157. And I was numb on the right side. That was a zap, let me tell you. So my health is not good, but I'm going to tell you what. I ain't going to fight for too very long. You ain't going to wrestle with you, you know, this round, that round, the other round. I'm just going to go and try to, you know, get it done real quick. That also has made me better with the firearm and the, uh, and the blade, you see. Or any kind of a constructive device that can be utilized. And then my stuff is not formal training. My stuff is stuff that I've learned from the wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, you know? From the gutter fighting. Gutter fighting. Defendu. Defendo. Fairburn. Sykes. Rex Applegate. The bone-crunching stuff. The bone-crunching stuff that you can learn in a week to two weeks. And old Fairbird had been a Shanghai police officer in the old Shanghai. And Fairbird developed a fighting style, but he studied all kinds of fighting styles, but he was also a Shanghai police officer on the streets. And get this, he fought in over 600 actual street fights using this stuff, and he learned his system from taking out the other guy real quick. There are videotapes about that on YouTube. You can get books and stuff. And it's all very easy to use and simple maneuvers and simple deals. So anyway, that's where I'm at. But I'm going to tell you what. I don't have that big coding job. Nor am I capable of working, uh, you know, 18 hours construction or something. But what I do do is I try to do what the Lord brought me online to do. And I'm being obedient to that. Strike blows against his enemies and then secondarily to warn his remnant. 
not the entire general public, but his remnant, those with eyes to see and ears to hear about where we're at, what's going on, what's getting ready to happen. And to read you a lot of the red letter edition, Jesus' words. You want to keep old Hawk in the game? I hope you do. It can be Federal Reserve notes. It can be a silver dollar. It can be an ounce of silver, a silver dime. It could be a tenth ounce of gold, whatever it might be. Check, money order, send it to Hawk, 3965 West 83rd Street, number 356, Prairie Village, Kansas, 662-08. Hawk, 3965 West 83rd Street, number 356, Prairie Village, Kansas, 662-08. And ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you what. May the Lord Jesus bless you 10,000 fold. You can also send me a card or a letter there. And I uh, gave you the email earlier in the show. Now, while the robots are getting ready to hire you and all of that, and they can now fire you, you need to make sense of what's going on. And if you've got a good job and things are improving a little bit, then cut out a little money to improve your preparedness. Food, water purification with extra filters and redundancy. One for the backpack with extra filters. Plus the iodine, the aerobic seven, the aguamira, the uh, the halzone, whatever it is you're going to use, the bleach, the unscented Clorox or what have you, put it back the medical supplies, the first aid kits, and I mean a good one. And there's some good ones out there. Uh, I think that uh, Doom and Bloom, Nurse Amy and uh, Joe Alton, the MD, they got some of the top of the line ones I've seen. They're pretty sophisticated. But get you as good a one as you can get. And then augment it. Augment it with other additional items. More dressing bandages, you know? More like... uh, Compress bandages. Get the more of the blood soaker stuff. The uh, stuff that will clot your blood up. The powders and the p- packages and all of that stuff. Get all of that you can get. Firearms. Good boots. You need a couple pairs of boots easily. I would say if you could get two to three pairs of boots for every person. And make sure that they're good enough to where you can use a heavier sock, you know, in the winter. And if you had good winter boots, if you got a cold climate, you're going to need to pack boots or the thousand thin gram of Thinsulate or better boots with the real nice, good, heavy socks. And incidentally, just to let you know, I'm diabetic, so you can't. You don't want to wear tight socks. But there is a special merino wool sock. It's greenish gray color. That uh, you can get at Bass Pro, and they actually say on them, "diabetic socks," and they're called. Let's see, they're Redhead brand, right? 
and they say diabetic at the top, and they're called Crusox. Which moisture way? Non-binding top for better circulation. So you don't want to cut out the circulation if you're diabetic. And it's kind of a greenish-black color, style 738. Redhead brand, merino wool. They're really excellent socks. And they're good for anybody. And they're not the type of diabetic socks. If some of you out there who are, have diabetes and you wear those ones you get at the CVS or the Walgreens and they, you walk two blocks and they slip down around your ankles or go off the heel of your, you know, they just don't work. But these do. So I'm just telling you that. I don't have a dog in the hunt other than that they're really good socks for everybody. Now, Firearms. If you could only get one, I probably would get a 12-gauge pump shotgun because that would allow me to put double-odd buck or number four buck flechette rounds, which are like little darts for those who don't know, fiero rounds, fire rounds, or the ones that have uh, two balls and, you know, maybe a cross tie that can cut a sail in half on a ship. Or you can get bird shot, okay, and shoot doves or pigeon, or, you know, whatever it is you're going to shoot, pheasant, quail. And then you could also get heavier rifled rounds, you know, to shoot bigger game, deer, elk, what have you. But. Everybody who knows guns knows all of that, but I'm just talking about, I'm thinking of the people out there who maybe don't have one yet. So if your grandfather or your uncle just had one 12-gauge pump, an extra one, or it could even be a double barrel, you could do whatever it was, okay? Then you could get that, and you could get you a number of different rounds so that you could shoot birds or squirrel or a deer or a, you know, human being if they were coming for you. But I think that's one of the other things. The other thing I would say is, is that if you have a good revolver or a pistol, and for a revolver, I like a 357 Magnum because you can shoot that or a 38 Special, two of the most common calibers that are around. And if we get down to cases and you're hunting stuff and you're going to see a caliber where everybody would have it, that would be it. The other thing I would tell you is that you would need perhaps a battle rifle. And that could be inexpensively a 762 by 39 AK variant, a semi-automatic variant either made in China like a Mako or Mac 90 or or uh, something made in Romania or Egypt, Amadi or whatever it might be. Uh And where it will take a 30-round mag, ammunition is pretty inexpensive and is very plentiful, and it is the most common caliber in the battle rifle probably on the planet, besides the 223. Not as accurate as these new 223s, but it will still be plenty accurate, you know, within uh, 100, 100 yards, 200 yards, which is where most things take place. But 
if you had a little bit more money, then I would insert and I would say, okay, let's get a a 308 or a 30 odd six or a 338 Lapua if you had a little you know a little more jack, you see, and put a high quality scope on there and have it done professionally at the gun shop and get a nice scope that you can really see out that's clear. Maybe you've even got a little night vision, you know, or thermal with it. And get you some good ammunition to where you can reach out at 700, 800 yards, 1,000 yards, up to 1,200 yards and knock something down and go back to eating your chunky soup. Maybe you got a uh, forward observation post that tells you there's uh, something in the wire, you know, and it's out about 500 yards. You take a look through the scope, you see it. Get your breath right, squeeze the trigger, just like old Mickey Lapua. NBC gear, nuclear biological chemical Seaburn, also, whatever you want to modernize, call it, radiological, so you can survive this stuff. And, oh, I'll tell you, because they're still coming for you, and the Christian persecution is at near genocide level. Did you see that article? And you want to know why the coup d'etat in Venezuela didn't work? Thanks to my buddy who sent me this out of blacklisted news. U.S. government plan dated 23 February 2018 for coup in Venezuela now leaks out. Okay. It was a detailed plan from United States Southern Command dated 23 February 2018. Issued the title was Plan to Overthrow the Venezuelan Dictatorship Masterstroke. And I haven't had, I got it late in the day here, I haven't had a time to read it. But it's posted up online, uh, I believe it's at blacklistednews.com. Originally went up at Net or something. And this has been uh, up since last year. So well, no wonder this coup didn't work. Somebody overthrew the coup, you see. And Bolton, all these guys are uh, still pushing for it because the idea is, is to take the U.S. to war. Because you got to start killing a lot of people off so you can bring Lucifer the Lightbringer onto the planet. Because they keep getting pressure from him. Now, I talked to you about uh, Brother Hodges' article, how they're talking about confiscation of guns. And I went back and I alerted you to go get the Department of State publication, 7277. Department of State publication, 7277. Freedom from War, United States Program for General and Complete Disarmament in a Peaceful World. Disarmament Series 5, released September 1961. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'll tell you what. And then let me tell you this. 
if you go and look at this document up, it's called and the Declaration of Martial Law, 12 October 2008, 12 October 2008, Domestic Insurgency, and the Declaration of Martial Law, George Bush signed the directives which are embodied in the following U.S. Army document. And there's a whole segment here called Gun Control by Confiscation. As the general population is known to be the most heavily armed in the world, immediately upon the declaration of martial law and the execution of military counterinsurgency programs, it has been determined that the BA began the process of rounding up all rifles, pistols, and so-called assault weaponry from the civil population. Lists of gun collectors obtained from firearms dealers Gun magazine subscription lists and other sources will be the basis for these mass confiscations. Gun owners will be supplied documentation by the BATF showing which pieces have been confiscated so that in the future when they will be told they can recover their weapons. Bull crap. When the state of emergency is passed, in actuality, the weapons that do not have a high are not suitable for arming loyalist police forces, which are usually being trained at Fort Drum, New York. All the United Nations uh, special ops kind of police are being trained out there where the 10th Mountain, which is a good unit, trains. Which, incidentally, that area up in there took a weird storm. But don't go into there, you Luciferian knife without a fight. And let me tell you this. We need prayers for Mary from the Texas Panhandle. Lord Jesus, will you go in and remove the infection in the bud of Mary from the Texas Panhandle? Mary from the Texas Panhandle. Keep her in your prayers and have Jesus remove the infection from the blood. Mighty men and women about her your high technology to strike blows against the experience. You don't want to go into their gooseberry knife not by bang angle I know you're ready an old Mickey LaFou. Now it may be but I know it's hand to hand. <laughs>